Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Trucking Podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Malone, Ontario, Canada. Currently, this local world. Welcome to the show at 9 a.m. here on the 23rd of October. Thank you for joining Ontario, Canada, lifting more restrictions. everybody how is everybody doing it's good to be back i was out once this week um here on the on my podcast and uh here we are saturday morning um doing my show um i hope everybody had a a good week um hope everyone's well um yeah so you know, it's uh, going to be one of those days out here today. It's going to be a cloudy day, um, probably a chance of some rain, um, probably later on in the day. It's a little bit on the cool side, you know, from the temperatures that we've had, um, you know, coming into fall time um, with nice warm temperatures. But, you know, it is the season and, uh, you know, temperatures are going to definitely change so you know the long-awaited announcement by the ontario government on lifting other restrictions you know because back a couple weeks ago is when they uh, lifted restrictions on um, arenas you know such as sporting events and uh, concerts and that sort of thing to full capacity to fully vaccinated individuals. Now, of course, over that period of time, you know, um, restaurants, casinos, gyms, um, you know, really upset about the fact that they weren't included at that time and you know the premier talking about oh you know we're gonna you know next week you know next week we're gonna come out i expected him to come out by at least the middle of the week and have an announcement but he came out friday yesterday to announce what other restrictions they are going to lift. Now, I felt that he, you know, and, and along with other, I'm not a business owner, but business owners, you know, felt that, you know, he was just dragging his feet. And, 
you know, I got to agree with them there, you know, because it took a while, you know, because when they lifted the restrictions on sporting events and concerts and movie theaters, you know, they did it for the next day. But these new, re these lifting of these restrictions isn't going to happen until after this weekend. So why, you know, would they allow it to happen the next day for the big sporting events and concerts and movie theaters, but not the very next day for restaurants, casinos, gyms, bars. Now, the thing here is, So on lifting these certain things, <clears throat> certain capacity limits, Ontario to lift the uh, capacity limits in, in restaurants, gyms starting this Monday. Masking mandates to end by late March. Now, they may just be counting their chickens before they hatch, you know, because over the course of uh, of the fall and winter last year, we've seen a, a really big increase in outbreaks. This is the flu season starting to, to come about. Now, in this announcement that was made yesterday, that restaurants, fitness centers, casinos, and a number of other non-essential indoor settings that require proof of vaccination starting on Monday. Now, Premier Doug Forrest says, you know, he's sticking with what, what, what's worked in our province, you know, at his news conference yesterday. That this is a cautious plan. It slowly lifts public health measures over time, allowing us to monitor any impacts on our hospitals and in our communities. And it provides Ontarios and businesses with the certainty they need to make for the plans on their own. Now, we see what's going on in Alberta. And we see what's going on in Saskatchewan. And Saskatchewan, uh, just the other day, is announcing that they may be moving into the second stage triage in that province, which is not, um, doesn't sound really good um, for them. And the premier of Saskatchewan um, still does not want to reimpose um more restrictions because he feels that it would, um, you know, wouldn't be fair to the people who got their vaccines. But nonetheless, you know, it's just, I, I'm sure that people who are, 
who are fully vaccinated in those in, in that province, um, I'm certainly they wouldn't uh, be too concerned, you know, if they had to reimpose some more restrictions. But you know, whatever, you know, other provinces will come and rescue you, I guess. So, you know, this is why you know the the premier of Ontario, you know. Um, on lifting public health orders and restrictions or whatever the case may be, you know, doing it over a course of time and not like out there in, a, in Alberta where back on July 1st, he lifted all restrictions and now look at the mess that they're in. It's unbelievable. And of course, their premier out there in Alberta not taking the initiative to reinstate more health health uh, measures and of again you know other provinces stepping up uh, you know the federal government stepping up and, and, and uh, sending in uh, professionally trained um, military personnel into their hospitals and still not you know, imposing more restrictions in order to uh, to help stop the spread of uh, COVID-19 and of course this this strain the Delta variant now he talks about um, business that offer um, personal care services you know like um, salons and barbershops um, can also lift their capacity limits on October the 25th. But only if they choose to opt into the vaccination certificate program. So meaning if they don't want to opt into that, into the vaccine certificate program, then they just stay in the stage three reopening. So that means as what's going on right now, bars, restaurants, gyms, concerts, whatever, sporting events is open to fully vaccinated individuals and that you have that proof. Now he talks about the capacity limits will continue to lift in other high risk settings in the following months including at restaurants and bars with dancing facilities and nightclubs and strip clubs. But that's coming further down, you know, um, further down the road. But anyways, the long-term plan, he says, is to manage the spread of the COVID-19 and will continue into January when the province will begin to lift vaccine certificate requirements and settings the government deems as low risk. So over the course of time, we're going to see where the cases are and where they're not and, and what's going on. Thank you for joining me this morning. I'm your host, Doug. Um, I hope you had a, a, a good week. And um, of course, um, you know, it's Saturday, it's the weekend. You know, I was out one other time during the week here, but like I said before, man, you know, I like to, I would like to get out here more often, you know, um, 
throughout the week and that, but it's really hard. You know, um, I was the one day that I was out here, I think it was like the, like Tuesday, I think it was, you know, um, I was home earlier that day and, you know, I wasn't, um, I wasn't tired, you know, so that my mind was all foggy and that. So, um, so I did that show and then the rest of the week, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm getting home at seven o'clock at night, you know, just thinking, man, you know, it'd just be really great, you know, to, to come on air and, um, blow off some steam, whatever the case may be, you know, but, you know, like I said before, it's like, you know, I want to be a hundred percent, you know, I want my mind clear. I want to be thinking straight. I don't want, you know, to feel, feel tired and that. So yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard to get out more. So, um, Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, you know, I could probably, you know, uh, throw in a Saturday, a Saturday evening, um, you know, after 10, after 10 o'clock and, and then maybe a Sunday, you know, around, um, uh, nine o'clock, PM, um, um, show as well. Try to get, try to get some more episodes out. And that, so I think this, I think this show here is two, is 294 episodes here on the Truckers Podcast. And I think it's around two, something like 283 hours, somewhere around, around those numbers. But, um, so recently, um, well, the last couple weeks, um, the Ontario government here, um, uh, you know, lifting um, restrictions on on sporting events and um, movie theaters, concerts um, to full capacity. That was back a couple weeks ago, but then leaving, you know, like um, hair salons and casinos and gyms and restaurants and bars out of the loop, you know, but then announcing yesterday that, um, you know, they are going to, you know, start lifting, um, more restrictions, you know, starting this Monday that, um, restaurants and that um, will be able to open up to full capacity. Gyms will be able to open up to full capacity. And of course, you know, with this, you know, vaccine certificate, um, you know, still being in in place. um, So when it comes to nail salons and hair salons, um, barber shops, you know, they will be able to open up to the regular capacity as long as they opt into the vaccine certificate. 
And if they don't want to opt into the vaccine certificate like everybody else is doing, then they'll just stay in stage, they'll just stay in the stage three reopening plan. So they'll be limited to who they can have come in from the barbershop, hair, hair salon, nail salons. So um, now other capacity limits will continue to lift in the higher risk settings in the following months. Now, when it comes to nightclubs and, of course, people who frequent the, the strip clubs and that, so um, those restrictions, like they said, we'll be talking, will, will be in the following months because, you know, it's only been two weeks since we opened up to, you know, full capacity for sporting events. Uh, and that so you know give it some time you know to you know at least three four weeks and um see where we're at see you know um if we're seeing any increases in, in cases you know when you have a stadium you know hockey you know twenty thousand people in the arena you know but these are two fully vaccinated individuals so now they're talking about, so, you know, this is like, a, this is a long, a, a long-term plan, you know, so it's going to be, you know, right up until next spring. I guess the premier feels that, you know, by next spring and stuff like that, that, you know, we'll be lifting all restrictions. We'll be missing, uh, we'll be lifting the mass restrictions for indoors, you know, probably opting out of the vaccine certificate. You know, this is a stretch as I see it, you know, um, fall time, you know, people, I mean, still people like to get outdoors in the fall time because it's still relatively really, uh, um, nice here and, and get out and see the, the changing color of the leaves and, and that sort of stuff. But, you know, as it gets more wet out there, more colder out there and the snow starts to fly, you know, generally people like to stay indoors. So, you know, here, here in the province um, of Ontario, um, 83% of the population is fully vaccinated. And, and I mean, that's, 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 you know, that's quite high. And they were hoping by about this time, you know, we'd be about 90%. So we're not that far off and I, and I, you know, probably even, even by the end of October, possibly, you know, the middle of November, we could probably hit that 90%. Uh, people being fully vaccinated here in the province um, of Ontario. Now, he's got a, uh, I guess, a timeline um, for Ontario plan to lift these, these public health measures. And, uh, and of course, you know, the, the, talking about the capacity limits lift in other settings, 
you know, if they choose to require proof of vaccination, such as personal care services, like I said, including salons and tattoo parlors, hair salons, barber shops, um, indoor areas of museums and galleries, um, amusement parks. Well, amusement parks are closed. It's fall time. You know, festivals. Well, you know, fall festivals. I mean, this is the time that people like to get outdoors, like I said, you know, and um, to the to the outdoor markets. And that, you know, apple picking, getting apple cider and all this kind of stuff. You know, this is the time that people like to go out and do all these things. So now, so starting for the locations where weddings, funerals, and religious rites take place can also implement proof of vaccination requirements for services and ceremonies. And that's going to be, you know, one here is Monday, November the 15th. Well, that's only a couple weeks away, I guess. You know, what's the day today? Yeah, it's only maybe three weeks away. Um, Capacity limits. Uh, lifting remaining settings uh, where proof of vaccination required, such as nightclubs, weddings, receptions, indoor event spaces, strip clubs, and other places. Um, and then Monday, January the 17th, so now we're going into 2022, um, capacity limits being lifted in settings where proof of vaccination is not required depending on the COVID-19 situation. So, you know, like I said, you know, fall time, you know, coming, you know, next weekend, like it's the last weekend of October and coming into November, you know, over the past, you know, over the past couple of winters, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to snow, we actually been, you know, pretty lucky, you know, um, here in Ontario. Yeah, we got a little bit of snow in December and then by Christmas it was all gone. And then January hit and then it got drastically cold and we got a lot of snow um, in January and February. You know, old man winter, you know, let us know that, you know, he wasn't going anywhere. So, but it can... I mean, snow can start flying at the end of October. You know, um, and then when they're talking about um, like getting into February of next year, um, proof of vaccination requirements may be lifted in high risk settings such as nightclubs unless it's deemed unsafe. And then Monday, March the 28th, remaining public health measures may be lifted unless it's deemed unsafe, including mask mandates. And the remaining proof of vaccination requirement may also be lifted in remaining settings, including meeting and event spaces, concerts, and cinemas. So a long-term plan, um, going over right into next spring. Um, 
you know, it's certainly, I guess it's better than nothing, right? Um, because, you know, the Ontario government was actually talking about, you know, keeping us in stage three reopening through the fall and winter. And then take it, then take a look at, see what's happening throughout the winter months, you know, the dark days of winter. And then coming into spring and to see how things are going. But with, with the amount of, like I said, I mean, 83% of the population here in Ontario um, is fully vaccinated. Um, so I guess it gives a, you know, some wiggle room for, for the health officials and the government um, to turn around, I guess, to, to make these decisions on what is, what is it going, was it going to be? So, you know, starting tomorrow or not tomorrow, sorry, Monday, you know, um, when it comes to, like I said, for the, uh, the restaurant industry, um, and, and the gyms and other establishments where personal physical fitness trainers provide instructions. This is starting on Monday. Um, bars and other food and drinking establishments where there is no dancing. Of course, casinos, bingo halls, and other gaming establishments. Indoor meeting in vent spaces can open to full capacity. And also like the government, you know, is also saying that other establishments will be allowed to lift capacity restrictions if they agree to check proof of vaccination. Right. So, like I said, to, you know, personal care services, barbershops, salons, tattoo parlors. You know, now. Um, this is also going to also include areas, areas of, of the museums, galleries, aquariums, um, zoos, the, uh, the science centers, um, landmarks, historic sites, uh, the botanical gardens and, and some, and similar attractions, um, where these, uh, restrictions will be lifted. Um, indoor areas, um, uh, affairs, real, uh, rural exhibitions, um, festivals, you know, a lot of people, you know, like to, um, who like, um, uh, crafts, you know, and, um, people putting on these exhibitions for, for the, for people to sell their wares, you know, in the craft, um, uh, uh, business. So this is good news for them too. You know, they'll be able to um, have these these shows so people can go out and, and sell their product. Um, indoor areas, um, clubhouses, recreational amenities, um, open house events provided by real estate agencies, um, indoor areas of... Uh, of um, uh, photo studios and services. Um, if a business chooses not to require proof of vaccination, 
they must adhere to the step three capacity restrictions. I think everybody, you know, is going to be um, on board, on board with this, you know. Um, and of course, you know, when we talk about proof of vaccination, you know, where it's not going to be required. And of course, that's for medical, medical care, grocery stores and other essential services that we need in and out of our daily lives all the time. Now, now when I talk of, when I when I talk about you know a couple of, of the other provinces here in Canada, um, being one um, Saskatchewan entering potentially entering um, the second stage of triage, um, which is not which is not good. You know, and the premier of that province um, still not willing to go back and, and impose um, more health restrictions in order to help maybe possibly prevent this second stage of triage. You know, and only citing that it would be unfair to people who, who got vaccines already. I don't know where he's been. I don't know if he didn't read the memo, but, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, regardless, you know, him, him saying that, oh, you know, the people who are fully vaccinated, you know, they'll be upset if we had to impose more restrictions. But look at, nobody said that the vaccines are 100% and they're not. Neither is the flu shot. Was the flu shot around 97%, 98% effective? What vaccines do is help reduce the symptoms. That's what vaccines do. So I'm sure when you have a province that ha are having a, a, a serious outbreak like um, Saskatchewan in Alberta, and allowing this to continue by the premier and the health officials in those provinces is just appalling. And then you have to call upon the federal government for help in which obviously the federal government is going to step up and they're going to send you specially trained personnel from the military. Other provinces are going to send their specially trained doctors and nurses to your province. And we're going to take your patients to relieve the pressure of your ICUs. But I think it's just absolutely plain. Um, it's ignorance, as far as I'm concerned, by the premier. It's stupidity by the premier of, of Saskatchewan and Alberta. Um, you lifted these, the, these restrictions back in the summertime. And you saw the cases kept increasing. You didn't pull the emergency brake. 
And now the province of Saskatchewan entering stage two triage. It's absolutely ridiculous to to even, you know, look around different provinces and, and, and see what they're doing and stuff like this. And obviously our premier here in Ontario and the science table and the top doctors are looking say, hey, look, you know what, if we're gonna do anything at you know outside of what we already done of list uh, of lifting capacities, then we're gonna do this over a long period of time. We're gonna go through the fall, we're gonna go through the winter, we're gonna go right into the springtime with this. But these mass mandates are gonna stay in place. These vaccine certificates are going to stay in place. And like they said, for those who, you know, who want who want to opt out of having you know, proof of vaccination to come into your establishments, well, then you're just going to stay in stage three and you're not going to have your capacity limits lifted. It's that simple. And if you, you know, even, you know, even the federal government, you know, um, when, when they get back to work, when they're actually not getting, they're not actually getting back to work until like November the 17th. We had a federal election. And, you know, and here they are still not sitting. But starting when they come back uh, mid-November to uh, Parliament. Even the MPs will have to be fully vaccinated. And that's the federal government. And of course, when when we look at corporations, you know, like GM, Ford, Chrysler, the big three, implementing these mandates, Toyota and everybody else following uh, uh, coming up from behind and following everybody else. Now, like I say, for these businesses, when it comes to, you know, your nail salons, your hair salons, your barber shops, your tattoo parlors, you know, being able to, you know, open to full capacity, if they're gonna opt in to the vaccine certificate like everybody else is doing. Starting Monday, restaurants can now go to full capacity. But this is the weekend and I don't understand why, you know, the government, you know, dragged their feet all week to make this announcement and to say, oh, it's gonna be Monday when you can do that. This is the weekend. People are out and about, you know, um, getting maybe their last things together for Halloween because a lot of people like Halloween, you know, have a Halloween party or do what you're going to do on Halloween. You know, people are even starting Christmas shopping right now. 
So, as we get, you know, as we keep moving along here, this is a long-term plan. But this long-term plan that the government here in Ontario has put in place does have an emergency break. And we've had where we where we lifted restrictions over the period of time over this pandemic, where we've had to pull the emergency break three times here in the province of Ontario. I'm hoping by next spring, you know, and throughout the course of, of the rest of the fall in the winter, that we don't need to roll back anything. We don't need to pull the emergency break. I don't want people out there, you know, just getting relaxed because, you know, just remember that they're not lifting the vaccine certificate mandates. They're not lifting that. And they're not lifting the mask mandates. So if you still want to go to a restaurant to dine in because patios, they're starting to close up because it's getting colder out. Nobody wants to be sitting on a park uh, on a patio in their parka, their hats and mitts and scarves and winter boots. No, the patios are going to be closing up, so it's only going to be indoor dining. So none of the, so the only thing that's changing here is the capacity limits to fully vaccinated individuals who have that proof. Now, we all have been given the opportunity to have that proof, whether it's a PDF that you had sent, a paper form, that's fine. The QR code that they just came out with. And of course, photo identification to go along with the certificate. None of that's going to change. That's always going to be remain in place until potentially next March. We'll have to see what happens. And all this like this. But, you know, um, there's a long time coming, you know, you know, the government, you know, working on, uh, on these, um, lifting these restrictions, you know, like I said, a couple of weeks ago when they lifted the restrictions on, on sporting events, you know, it's open to full capacity. And movie theaters were able to open to full capacity to fully vaccinated people. Leaving behind the other non-essential businesses, you know, for at least two weeks, You know, so that was another two weeks, you know, where it came to, you know, limited capacity in indoor dining and other, other non-essential uh, businesses that, you know, really took a hard hit, really took the brunt financially 
over the course of this pandemic. And of course, they're employees. You know, auto work for for a long, a long period of time. And then to be able to, you know, telling the restaurants, you know, you can open up to full capacity starting on Monday and, and stuff like that. They're short staffed as it is. I mean, people, you know, some people just quit the food service industry or, or they, you know, they just, you know, they're just not getting a lot of hours, the ones that, you know, stayed on, you know, because not a lot of customers, you know, when you can't open to full capacity, you know, and now, you know, there's shortage of staff, you know, in that, in that industry, in the food services, you know, they'll be doing a lot of scrambling, you know, over the course of the weekend and starting Monday, they can open to full capacity. I mean, look, I mean, if there's any students out there, you know, looking for, you know, part-time work while you're going to college and university, restaurants need your help. You know, they certainly do. You know, no shortage, there's no shortage of jobs there. So, um, yeah, because, you know, even, the, you know, over the course of, of the summer for work and everything, imagine, you know, because college and universities, you know, over the course of the summertime, you know, they like to get out there and work in these establishments and make some money. And of course, you know, going through lockdown, open, lockdown, open, restrictions, capacity restrictions, all these things. You know, what could they do? And now, you know, given that opportunity, like I said, starting Monday, I don't know why they just didn't do it this weekend. You know, two weeks ago when they announced the opening of full capacity for sporting events and movie theaters, it was made the next day. And then over the course of these two weeks, you know, the premier saying, yeah, the announcement is coming soon, you know, next or whatever. Like last week, they said this week, sometime this week, we're going to make the announcement, but they wait till Friday. They wait till yesterday to make the announcements. Okay. So why didn't they just say, okay, you know, starting at midnight tonight or 12 or 1 AM, you know, um, Saturday morning. Restaurants can open to full capacity. Not Monday, as they did for the big sporting events. I guess it's better than nothing, as some of the owners of these restaurants are saying. And I guess, you know, it's okay, you know, it's Monday. You know, but it's still going to take some time. It's not like they're going to rush out and start, you know, buying up more product and stuff like this, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not just going to just be boom, back to normal business. 
You know, like we never had a pandemic. No, this is going to take time. They're going to have to hire more staff. So like I said, any college and university, even high school kids, you want to work on the weekend serving, you know, in a restaurant, you know, they're going to need help. You know, you just, you know, you can't sell liquor, you know, so you can wait on tables still, take orders, service, whatever. But I'm glad to see that, you know, um, we've gotten, we've, we've come this far, we've gotten this far. But um, still um, cautionary um, measures um, will still be in place, you know, just in case, you know, we'll have to um, pull the emergency brake again, which I'm, I'm hoping we won't have to do that, you know, because all the hard work everybody's put in, all the sacrifices everybody's made, you know, nobody wants to pull the emergency brake. You know, but we don't want to go downhill too fast. You know, so, you know, maybe we'll just apply the brakes a little bit. You know, just to, you know, enjoy the ride somewhat. You know, and not just blasting down and say, oh shit, we got to close down. Oh, we got to go back to stage three. You know, nobody wants to see that. You know, especially the non-essential businesses out there, they don't want to see that. And their employees, you know, I'm talking, you know, um, when it, when it comes to, um, whether you're working part-time or full-time in the restaurant industry or stuff like that, you know, the minimum wage workers. Yeah, some places are, are paying more than minimum wage. I mean, minimum wage here in Ontario, you know, the starting minimum wage is fourteen thirty-five an hour. But businesses are paying, you know, up to, you know, $15, $16 an hour. You know, because who's going to go and say, oh, yeah, you can work for fourteen thirty-five an hour when Buddy's restaurant next door is paying sixteen fifty an hour? Wouldn't you rather go work for him? I mean, the government turned around, you know, the provincial government turned around and, you know, because the, the, the starting minimum wage was $14.25. And they upped it to $14.35, so gave the minimum wage workers a 10 cent raise. What a slap in the face. You know, it's so people, you know, working in these non-essential businesses over the course of this pandemic and going through the shutdowns and stay at home orders and stuff like that. You know, really took a brunt of this. Not just the restaurants. 
not just all the other non-essential businesses. It's the people that work there. I think this is a smart plan, what the government is doing. I think this is a smart plan. This is over a period of time. This is going right on through till next spring on on how they're going to do these things. And of course, whether they need to pull back or not, you know, um, I, th- I think this, I think this plan, uh, from the, from the, uh, province, um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to work. And I hate, I would really hate to come back out here, you know, mid December and say, nah, it didn't work. You know, I don't want to have to do that. I really don't, you know, so I'm hoping that, uh, uh, things get, you know, back to back to normal for a lot of people, not just here in Canada, the United States, around the world. You know, to uh, get back to our every normal day lives, and uh, as though nothing happened, as though there was no pandemic, and everybody's safe. You know, the American Thanksgiving. Uh, comes up at, at late November. And it's one of the, I guess, the busiest time for, for travel plans for Americans, you know, to spend Thanksgiving with their family and friends. And that, um, you know, do it safely, do it responsibly. You know, and then of course, not long after the American Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. It's like three weeks. And then you're back at it again. You know, the Thanksgiving, you know, back, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, here in Canada was our Thanksgiving. We did it responsibly. I mean, my family did it responsibly. I mean, we didn't, we could have, you know, at the time up to 25 people in the household, but we have more than 25 people in our family. You know, we have our own kids and we got grandkids, great kids and great grandchildren. But, you know, so we just kept it, you know, everybody's household just did their own, their own thing. Right. So, um, kept it small in each in each house household over our Thanksgiving. And the same thing's gonna happen over Christmas. You know, it, the family is just too big, you know, to have this big indoor gatherings like we used to have, you know, pre-pandemic. You know, it's just too much. You know, so again, you know, each household will just do their own thing. And then, you know, maybe next year we'll figure it out. Who knows what happens there. But I hope that, you know, for the rest of the world out there, that, um, you know, 
things get much better for you. And, um, you know, when this is all over with, and, and, you know, I, I don't know when, you know, wish I had that crystal ball and say, oh, yeah, I see when it's going to end. But I don't know. Right. There is going to be a time we're going to have that big party. The world is going to party. We'll be dancing in the streets. I like to say soon, but probably not. And that all comes down to each and every one of us as individuals on the choices that we make. Whether you want to get vaccinated, that's entirely up to you. That's entirely up to you. Nobody's twisting your arm. That'll help the world. That'll help us move forward. And like I said, I'm hoping, you know, as you know, these things that the government here in Ontario is doing, the, the premier is doing and the health officials in this province are doing, you know, with this, you know, reopening plans, um, stretching it out of, out, you know, over a course or period of time. And hopefully it all works out. But like I said, I don't want to come back, you know, in December and, and say, yeah, no, it was a failure. So I don't think that's going to happen, though. I really don't think so. You know, um, the health officials, you know, when, you know, so when we opened up to full capacity uh, for the uh, sporting events, you know, it takes approximately three weeks, you know, to see if we have a problem. So we have, you know, one case, 10 cases you know, out of these large crowds, you know, so we won't know anything until the end of next weekend, after the Halloween weekend, for these large capacities in sporting events. And we'll see what comes out of that, because remember, in order to attend these sporting events, you have to be fully vaccinated and you have to have proof. And that's where the vaccine certificate is for, or the it's on the QR code, you know, which is, or it's on paper form or whatever, along with your identification, you know. So same thing, you know, goes for anything else. You know, when when we're um, moving out of this stage three um, reopening um, plan here in Ontario. So um, I hopefully the restaurants, you know, hope they're a little bit um, 
hope they're a little bit more relaxed now because you know people you know own these businesses and stuff like that it's not it's not easy you know and it certainly of course it hasn't been easy when you have to close your doors you know for a period of time and you're able to have that that takeout you know where some establishments didn't and, and, and then when they were able to reopening you know and the weather was getting nicer you know uh restaurants that had patios you know they benefited from that where other places other restaurants didn't have that room for a patio so they still were only able to you know have takeout because there was no dine-in it's not an easy business to run you know and you know just like other non-essential businesses out there you know you that's you survive by customers and when you have no customers you don't have any business in the course of this pandemic there was something like 25,000 restaurants across Canada closed down permanently because they just couldn't operate anymore. And even out on the Eastern seaboard, the East coast of Canada, uh, they're, they're putting in, um, uh, different, uh, restrictions, you know, because they're seeing, uh, an, an, an increase, um, of cases is not out of control like it is in Saskatchewan in Alberta, but they're pulling the emergency brake out east, which these other two provinces, Alberta and Manitoba, are refusing to do just that. You know, take some the, the premiers and, and the health officials need to take take some responsibility here, and and they're not. They're only worried about what the vaccinated people will say if they had to pull the emergency brake. Who cares what they say or feel if you have to pull the emergency brake? I'm sure if they have any common sense, they'll understand why you need to pull the emergency brake. There should be no reason why you need to go into phase, phase two of triage. There should be no need for that. But that's Saskatchewan for you. That's the premier for you. That's the health officials there for you. And then cry for help. And all the stressors they put on their nurses. It's the nurses that take care of you, ladies and gentlemen, when you're in the hospital. The doctor does the diagnosis. He prescribes what's needed. He tells the nurse to do it. That's the nurse's job. And throughout this whole entire pandemic, of all the stresses and all the anxiety and everything put on these healthcare professionals and the premier of Saskatchewan and the premier of Alberta don't want to go backwards. They don't want to pull the emergency brake. 
No, we'll just ask for help. We'll have the military come in here too. Oh, we'll ask provinces to take patients. But we're not going to pull the emergency brake. We're just going to just let it keep getting out of control. Which is absolutely ridiculous. That's their province. That's their problem. But when, when I say that, you know, it's the rest of the country's problem too because taxpayers' money, when you have to send in the federal government, you have to, you have to send in specially trained personnel from the military, that's, that's tax dollars. When it didn't have to go that far. We had our ups and downs here across the province here in Ontario throughout this course too. But we soon learned that if we were going to do any reopenings and how we were going to do it, this is what's going to happen. If we don't do it and we don't do it right, this is what's going to happen. We'll either stay in the stage three reopening or we would fall back to stage two. Or we all get out there and do our part. It's not just up to the government. It's up to all of us. We all have a responsibility. We all have a responsibility for ourselves, for our families. To make the right choices, make the to, to do the right things. And here across the province of Ontario, people are doing the right things by rolling up their sleeves. You know, 83% of the population is fully vaccinated. Uh, uh, you know, Population of over 16 million people, 83% is fully vaccinated. That's 12 and up, from the age of 12 and up, 83%. That's more than the entire, the entire United States. Just one province. Well, the United States is about... 60%, which is good. I mean, it's getting better in the United States, you know, for the vaccine rate. But one province in Canada has a higher vaccine rate than you do in your entire country in the United States. And these cautionary measures that the Ontario government is taking, you know, I think this plan, I think this plan um, will work out just fine, you know, because we're not just opening up to full capacity. We're not lifting restrictions, ladies and gentlemen, we're keeping restrictions in place and that's mask wearing and that's vaccine certificates.
So we're still keeping things in place here. And businesses, corporations mandating vaccine policies here across the country in Canada and big corporations doing it as well. You want to work there? You want to keep your job, whether you're working for Chrysler, Ford, GM, healthcare workers. You want to keep your job? They get vaccinated. Because for those who haven't or won't, and now there's a difference here, there's that people who are hesitant and then there's just anti-vaxxers. But over the course of time, they've had, you've had ample time. If you're hesitant, you've had ample time to figure it out. The uncertainty, you've had time to figure it out. The healthcare professionals out there, you know, uh, when it comes when it comes to to uh, disease and infection, healthcare professionals, they're always willing and able to talk to you about being hesitant. And unfortunately, throughout the healthcare system here in Ontario, nurses alike, either being suspended without pay or fired because they're not getting the vaccine. Being fired is the anti-vaxxers. Being suspended are the ones who are hesitant. And that shouldn't have to happen either. That's unfortunate that the hospitals, whatever, you know, take that stand. But you have to remember, you know, who they are caring for. They're not just caring for the young, they're caring for the old. I mean, there's, there's people in the hospital who are sick. There are people in the hospital who are sick even before the pandemic even broke out. These are the people who they care for. And the ones ending up in hospital now in the ICUs, it, it, you know, are the unvaccinated. And yeah, there are some people who are vaccinated that, you know, potentially they end up there too, but they're not as sick. And when you're a healthcare professional and you're working with the most vulnerable people, why wouldn't you do the right thing? Doing testing twice a week does nothing. Because then the next time you test positive, now you can't go to work. So all I can say to the healthcare professionals out there across this province of Ontario, you know, one of those who are um, hesitant in doing so, you know, 
talk to somebody. Talk to a professional. And for those anti-vaxxers out there, that's your problem. Don't make it my problem because, you know what, I have the right not to get COVID. I don't care about anti-vaxxers' rights. Because at this very moment, you don't have any. So thank you for taking the time and joining me here on the Truckers Podcast this Saturday morning, this October the 23rd. Thank you for coming out here and joining me. Appreciate it. And um, like I said earlier on to, you know, um, trying to get out here, trying to um, do um, more shows because I like coming out here and talking to you. I do. You know, I like doing this. What, what other better way than talk to, you know, for people can listen from around the world. I can talk to you around the world. I mean, you have the opportunity of texting in to me as well. And you have the opportunity to call in as well here on the Truckers Podcast. What other better way can you do that than through a podcast? So I'm hoping that, you know, um, I don't figure it out, you know, come out here, you know, you know, a couple times throughout the, the, the weekdays and of course, Saturday mornings and, um, hopefully something, you know, comes up new and exciting, you know, come out, um, tonight. It'll be, if I do come out tonight, it'll be after 10 o'clock. So I could probably say. You know, uh, 11, you know, 11 p.m. Um, now that hockey is back, I'm so excited about that, you know, because I'm a huge hockey fan, you know, being Canadian and all. Um, like to go down to my favorite pub on Saturday nights and watch a game. Have some good food, friends, a couple cold beverages and that, and then, you know, get back home, you know, and um, bring on a show, you know, Sunday mornings, of course, I'm out here and then, of course, you know, an evening, an early evening show, you know, on a Sunday night because I got to get up so early in the morning to go to work. You know, so that would be maybe like an 8 p.m. show on Sunday, you know. So, um, yeah, just come out here and just shoot the breeze and and uh, see what's going on. And uh, give you my opinion on things. And that so. Um, so for now, ladies and gentlemen, you know, uh, enjoy Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the uh, uh, the rest of uh, of today, Saturday, and uh, go out there and get things done that you need to be done, and uh, be safe. And uh, thank you for joining me.
This is the Trucker Podcast. I'm your host, Ben, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you. Take care.